welcome to Be Simply. This is she, and I want to thank you for joining us today. We're going to dive into that inner work of cultivating a little self-love, respect, and unlocking our potential. Today, we're going to be focusing on truth and trust. And so right now here on planet Earth, we're at an epoch where we are doubting and not trusting a lot of things. And the reason this is occurring is because the society as a whole has been built upon uh, manipulations, lies, uh, deception, and that sounds really heavy, but that's the reality of why so many people are seeking truth. When people start to ask questions and wonder and search, and then you feel the forces that come back at you, not wanting you to know the truth. It's a clear sign that there's been some manipulation and distortion. Now, rather than pointing the finger at this person or that person, we have to take responsibility for our action and our participation that led us to here. So our ancestors, their ancestors, all of us, even in this lifetime, have participated in the manipulation and the lies. And so what happens when people, um, any of us lie uh, or don't tell the truth or maybe manipulate a situation so we can get what we want, uh, ultimately what happens is that's eventually revealed and that's what we're seeing right now. Now, how this relates to self is because, you know, at, we can get exhausted with going around and trying to find out what the truths are in the world and where we were lied to and point the fingers and go, oh my gosh, and wanting to squelch it. And maybe that would lead, lead to another battle or another war. Yet the more effective way to actually nip all of this in its big bud, that a big flower burst that it became, is to start doing the inner work and then start to work from there. And as we spiral out from that location, then we can actually start to shift our society because it will no longer be acceptable to do the things that we've done. So I've been contemplating this a lot lately and you know there's different reasons that people um, aren't truthful with themselves and others. It's not necessarily to go out and be um, premeditated and quote-unquote evil. It's oftentimes for safety, for protection, to try to negate a situation, keep the peace. So there's all these different reasons. Yet it typically makes everyone uncomfortable when they realize someone's not being honest or truthful. The most curious part is, is once we get to a clear communication, let's say in the dynamic of a relationship and truth comes forward, usually it's not a big deal. It's like, oh, that's what I was sensing. The, the disharmony comes when you feel like something's not right. And so we'll start from the center point because it's easy maybe to detect that in our friends, family, our partners or whatever uh, engagements we're having on a day-to-day -day basis when someone might not be being honest with us yet um, it's the internal aspect of self that has to be repaired and that's why we're pairing up truth and trust today because without both of those things working in tandem it makes it very difficult for us to trust the outside world so as i mentioned on a micro a macrocosm right now we are at a kind of a precarious position because we're realizing that there are a lot of things that have been manipulated there's a lot of lies that have been told there's a lot of people that have been feeding into those industries and then humanity at large is going whoa what do we do with this you know we actually empowered uh some of the 
richest people on the planet and uh, the leaders of the planet to deceive us. And now we have to decide what are we going to do about this. Now, any of those leaders that are listening, I really encourage you to go to your humanity. To you can you can do a renovation within you if you so to choose. It will take courage, and it will take discipline, and it will take your willingness to find humility. Yet all of us can shift, uh, depending if we're willing to. So on a macro level, that can seem daunting. How are we going to shift all these things? But really, each one of you that are listening, if you can take responsibility for yourself, what will happen is there will be a dynamic that shifts in all the actions you take and the world around you. So it works like this. So I hear more than not, and even for myself, if I feel someone's not being honest with me, it feels uncomfortable. But the reality is, is that more than likely I haven't been honest with myself. And maybe I put myself in a situation that I knew isn't truthful, or maybe I don't have the courage to have the conversation that I need to have with myself and then with someone else or a group of people so that I can stay in truth with myself. The thing that goes in tandem with this is our inner code of ethics. So the choices and the actions we take are really reliant on us having an inner code of ethics that is the framework in which we choose to live our life. And so we have these uh, quote unquote moral compasses, these boundaries that we just aren't willing to cross. And for some people, their boundaries are going to be a little bit different. Uh, For the most part, humanity in general has a conscience and it's not out to deceive one another and it has the ability to practice empathy and compassion and love and equanimity yet there are uh, beings on this planet that do not have that capacity and so if you put those beings in charge that creates a little bit of a problem right Uh, because then you have all the compassionate humane people uh, being led by people that don't have such a thing so uh, how we start is we start to identify first what are inner codes codes of ethics what are the things and I always tell people choose three things that you can really practice and live by it doesn't have to be part of your theology typically it will be reflected back in your theology so let's say uh, kindness is one of them that's an inner code of ethics so you're not going to actually put yourself in situations day in and day out that don't allow you to practice that at work at home with your family with your friends in social settings in charitable settings if that inner code of ethic is not met and what will happen is over time you'll continue to feel that like ooh, I'm just not uh, meeting this inner code of ethic I'm spending a lot of time gossiping about people I'm I, my friends are kind of mean uh, so over time you're not in truth with yourself and then what happens is you start to deceive yourself and that deception will lead to others deceiving you And then all of a sudden you'll be like, I can't believe so-and-so lied to me, or I can't believe this person wasn't honest with me. So this is how it works. To keep yourself in truth, you have to adhere to your own inner code of ethics. And those are personal. I would not make them part of a group think. I would not make them even a part of your theological belief system because that's going to be interwoven anyways if you really are practicing that faith. 
And so the other part that happens there is once you've defined those aspects of yourself that you really can hold true to yourself, then you will be able to constantly, consistently discipline yourself to practice those and it becomes the checks and balances. And then guess what? You hold yourself in truth on a day-to-day basis. So if you're always, uh, let's say, telling someone they're this, that, or the other, but the reality is that you're that and you just like to point it out in someone else, then that's a good chance for you to look back into yourself and say, wow, where am I this? And more than likely the thing, the, the horrible things that come out of our mouth or in our mind are the things that we need to work on, whether we need to develop compassion for that subject matter or people, or if we need to develop a better understanding of how it is a part of us from within. Once we would create a calibration and alignment within ourselves, then we can be in greater honesty and truth with ourselves on a day-to-day basis. So what I'd love for us to do right in this moment is just pause for a moment. We're going to go into a little segment um, to lead us into what it means to have an inner code of ethics. I'm going to look for one of the Tara mantras. I don't have it off the top of my head but I think we'll do the white Tara mantra. And Tara is a a mother deity of compassion and love. So the unconditional one, the one that understands, also the wrathful one that will help keep us in alignment. What I'd like you to do as we lead into this segment is for yourself just to take a moment and follow your breath, go to your heart and ask yourself, what are those three pillars? The the triangle builds a really strong structure. What are those three pillars that I am really willing to commit uh, from here forward to work with, to practice and not just for a week or 20 days or 40 days saying, I want to, I want to master what these are. Like they feel so true to me deep in my heart that if I spent the rest of my life practicing these three things, I might get to some deep, deep truths about them and that will shift your reality. So as we go in, I just want to welcome you to just take a nice gentle breath in and then exhale out again, inhale. and exhale just welcome yourself to gently become aware of your inner code of ethics three simple principles that you feel very strongly and effortlessly that you would towards that you would love to deepen your understanding of what that means and practice at being that embodying that
Gently bringing your awareness back to my voice. And just welcome yourself to take a gentle breath into the physical heart. And then exhale out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Good. And then gently from there, I'm just going to welcome you to connect a little bit deeper to at least three principles or virtues, your inner code of ethics. It's really important to you. And whatever came up, write them down. Pause this, write them down. And sleep on them for a couple days. See if you can get to a, a for sure ease and effort. It may change, but uh, have a sense you got to what you need to look at. And so as mentioned, when we have these inner code of ethics that we can practice and deepen our understanding, even like a word like honesty, when we understand what it means to be honest with ourself first and then the outer world, uh, it starts to shift our behaviors and what we feel is okay to do in action, in thought, in words. And we start to use it, hold ourselves accountable. Uh, when we let ourselves slip from that accountability, that's when we start to make choices that aren't in our highest and best. And then from the inner world to the outer world, we start to make compromises in our homes in our communities and all of those things start to shift uh, how, the world we build around us. And that's what's led us to here right now. So I'd first just encourage you to take what came to you and sit with it for several days. And then once you've really arrived at it where you can just rattle it off, um, that you know these are my pillars, then I welcome you to just take some time to write down what that means to you personally. And this doesn't mean to get offended at everyone around you that doesn't have these same practices or isn't uh, practicing them or hold them sacred like you. Each one of us does our own part in nature, just like a caterpillar does its part, an ant does its part. So consider the embodiment of your inner code of ethics as doing your part when you embody it people will respect admire you for it and then uh they'll be like wow uh she represents that or he represents this and you would be surprised at the impact that has on people it becomes an inspiration and then from there once you've locked in on those uh you you start to hold yourself accountable when you notice that the thoughts the words the actions are not aligned with those inner truths, those inner code of ethics, you start to make shifts and you start to hold yourself accountable. Even if you didn't get it quote unquote caught by anyone, but you realize like, whoa, I'm out of line. I, this isn't in my highest and best to be doing this, this, and this, and I'm going to hold myself accountable. I'm going to bring myself back to center. And so that requires a daily check-in. It requires you also to just listen and observe your words and actions as you connect to the world around you. And then from there, uh, just 
be kind with yourself, uh, be compassionate with yourself when you have not uh, practiced what you want to practice. Say it's love. You haven't been loving or kindness or humility. You haven't been humble. Maybe you were too egoic just to give yourself a moment and say, ah, it's okay. I see, I see where I'm at and I see where I have room for improvement. Uh, so, and then I also encourage you with these code of ethics, rather than let's say the word anger just came up rather than saying, I don't want to be angry anymore. Uh, find the word that really describes how you want to be. Do you want to be calm, patient, uh, still and non-reactive, whatever it is, even that non-word is hard, just like it would be calm and then that's what you would work towards, not the emotion of the, the thing that diminishes your state of being or might take you out of character or to a place where you don't want to be. So once you have those, you just start by holding self accountable, remind them, uh, remind yourself of them on a daily basis, really welcome yourself in uh, meditation or prayer to understand them on a deeper level and they will open up to you. They will be revealed to you in a way. It's not face value. It's not Noah Webster's definition, but you'll really see them in the deepest level, which is pretty magical. And one way to assist you in this process is to integrate it with your spiritual practice. If you don't have a spiritual practice or a theological belief system, that's okay. You can ask nature to assist you. Nature uh, teaches all these wisdoms. She's really miraculous about that. Guides us to where we are not being of service to ourselves and humanity. And so you can check in there and see uh, what occurs when you do that. And so that's, that's pretty simple. One, identify what your inner codes, your truths are. Practice by observing your breath, your thoughts, your actions on a daily basis. Integrate, you know, in the morning, in the evening, just to request to be shown what you need to be shown, to be given strength so you could uphold your inner code of ethics. It may take a while. Let's say you're an angry person and you want to be patient you don't want to be reactive anymore so then we pray that you have patience every day you pray that you could be still every day or calm let's say you really want to be honest with yourself you pray that you can be honest with yourself once you learn how to do that for yourself you can do it for others so don't measure how you react to the world outside as a, a success or fail just observe it like oh i'm not there yet so then what happens is as you practice this, this is where we build up that trust that I was mentioning that maybe many of us have lost over many generations is that when we realize that things aren't exactly what we thought they were, the world isn't what we thought it was, it can feel sad, it can feel confusing, and we might not know where to go from there. Yet what's really beautiful about this is there's this opportunity to be like wow I don't know the world as I thought I did and I'm super excited to get to know it and be responsible in it and pave the way into my future so rather than saying I can't trust anyone you trust yourself and you trust those those three principles two principles one principle if you just want to choose one and that that's your guiding post and as you have that as your guiding post that is your terms of engagement with the world around you and that will keep you safe uh, 
it'll keep you in a place where you can trust yourself and you can trust others because they'll be mirroring back to you in some shape or form that which you bring to the room. If you're positive and excited, people are going to start to mirror that back. If you're calm, people will start to mirror that back or they'll be like, ooh, I like being around this calm person. I'm going to hang out and you get to experience other things. They may not act or have the same inner code of ethics, but this is where we can really support one another on our journey. And so if inspired, take some time just to really sit and identify these inner code of ethics, practice them, and you'll start to build trust with yourself. And then how that that will reveal itself to you over time is that one, that deeper trust you have yourself, you'll have more confidence, you'll have more self-worth because you won't compromise on what's really important to you. And when we don't compromise on those inner things that are so important to us, again, self to self, then the world at large knows like, hey, gosh, this person really respects themselves. They don't degrade themselves or others. Therefore, th- that person wouldn't think of doing that to you either. So really, it's not an outward pointing. It's an inner work uh, pointing exercise, a way of life, and it will blossom and continue to grow. So if inspired, take a few moments, look at what arrived during our little short uh, sit together during the Tara Mantra. We'll exit out with a little bit more Tara. And if you have any questions or you want any suggestions or ideas on how to deepen your practice based on the principles or the inner code of ethics you've chosen, just send me an email to s at suzantoro.com. It's s at suzantoro.com. I'm happy to assist you and help you unlock that potential and you'll feel a lot more freedom when you hold yourself to your inner truths, your inner core of ethics. Until next time, this is She signing out with a full heart, soft gaze, deep balance.